Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show and in this episode that you're able to use in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, are you ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 44. <laughs> We're building, aren't we? Number 44. I can't hardly stand. I can hardly believe it. Number 44. That's so fantastic. So we've got three podcasts for t- uh, 2021, and I'm uh, that's uh, that's a good deal. And this one here, number 44, is titled Mustard Seed. And I'll read it to you. It's uh, based on Mark 4, 30 and 32. And man, I tell you, I get so, I don't, I don't know what it is. I get so nervous when I push that button that says record. <laughs> I was fine about two or three minutes ago. I was making my tea tonight. I've got uh, Trader Joe's mixed berry and ginger. Oh man, is it ever wonderful. It's uh, quite unique. I have a, just a touch of honey in it too. And it really soothes my throat. Hmm. Oh, I've got some berry from it, too. Wow, that's kind of cool. Anyways, uh, sit back and relax. We've got a little show going on here. This is the Sunday prayer letter that we're going to read. Uh, it's on Today is, uh, right now, it's Saturday, January 16th. I'm recording this show. It'll be for the Sunday prayer letter for tomorrow, January 17th, had to look at the calendar. <laughs> January 17th will be the uh, uh, the date that this letter goes live. But it'll be on our website later tonight, because uh, right now it's about 5, a little after 5 p.m. on Saturday. And this letter here is titled Mustard Seed. And I'm rambling because I'm trying to calm down a little bit. <laughs> You don't know what I'm talking about. You ought to do your own podcast or video show, and you'd be surprised what goes on inside the brain of these bodies. <laughs> but uh, the mustard seed is the name of the title of this letter. It's based on Mark 4, 30 through 32. And I'll read it to you in the King James Version. And he said, he being re- reference to Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And he said, whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God, or with Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Praise God. All right, greetings, my friend. Let's pray. We're going to read this letter. This letter was actually the script of this podcast. Uh, As I read the letter, I sometimes uh, get off track. Sometimes I add a few things here and there. Sometimes I'll add ad lib a couple things, but it is primarily the Sunday prayer letter. And I would caution anyone who's trying to, let's say, listen and follow along on the letter, you will get confused (laughs) because I get confused. (laughs) And I'm the one that wrote it, (laughs) with the power of the Holy Ghost, obviously. 
So uh, it's best just to relax and just listen as I read the letter to you. And uh, so we'll get started. We start off with the opening prayer. Lord Jesus, you are simply amazing. It seems that every time we call upon your name, there are things that happen that could be called a miracle. We love you, Lord, and so appreciate all that you are doing to prepare your bride for that beautiful day. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your continual communion and fellowship and comfort to us. Without you, we suppose there may be no way that we could be ready for our bridegroom. We love you. In our Savior's name we pray. Amen. Isn't it odd when you think about the prayer we just prayed? Did you notice that we prayed about being a bride for a bridegroom? Have you also noticed that many people are asking questions about the end times? Also, some are asking, is this when Jesus is supposed to return? Interesting questions that many are asking. Of course, we all know that questions like these are asked when there are great tribulations going on around us and around the world, like the years 2020 and 2021. However, we just continue on our path with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In our previous Sunday prayer letter, we talked about Romans 8.26, and the letter was titled Intercession for Us. The letter outlined many key items that may help us to understand the role of the Holy Ghost in the believer's life. In this letter, we will be continuing our discussion about the many aspects of the Holy Ghost. As usual, though, we will look at this in a most unusual way. <laughs> Let's get started. The title sort of says what I want to share in this letter, Mustard Seed. What is the first thing that you think about when you say the words mustard seed? Well, here is Webster's 1828 definition of mustard. Mustard, a noun, a plant of the genus Sinapis and its seed, which has a pungent taste and is a powerful stimulant. It is used externally in cataplasmas <laughs> and internally as a diuretic and stimulant. Wow. And here's the definition of seed, also in the same dictionary. Seed, noun, one, the substance, animal or vegetable, which nature prepares for the reproduction and conservation of the species. The seeds of plants are a deciduous part, containing the rudiments of a new vegetable. In some cases, the seeds constitute the fruit or valuable part of plants, as in the case of wheat or other esculent grain. Sometimes the seeds are enclosed in fruit, as in apples and melons. When applied to animal matter, it has no plural. 2. That from which anything springs. First principle, original, as the seeds of virtue or vice. Number three, principle of production. So that's the definition of mustard seed in the Webster's 1828 definition written by Daniel Webster based on the Word of God. So we'll go back to our text today. It's verse 4. It's actually, no, it's chapter 4 in Mark. So it's Mark 4, verse 30, 31, and 32. 
And I'll read it again in the King James. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up, and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. When you think of the kingdom of God, what comes to mind? Here is maybe a different answer to that question. In preface, since the Father is in heaven, we are on earth, the Word is on the right hand of God, therefore this leaves the Holy Ghost. Where is He? Yes, that's correct. The Holy Ghost is here on earth with us. This is what Jesus talked about when He mentioned that the Father will send the promise. Could this be likened to a mustard seed? Hmm. See what I mean? This letter may be a little different than what you hear most preachers talk about when the sermon is on the mustard seed. <laughs> Look at this scripture in Matthew thirteen thirty one. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed when a man took and sowed in his field. What field would this be in our discussion? That's right, the earth. The Holy Ghost is here now and growing and maturing the body of Christ into the bride fit for a king. Here's another one, Matthew 13, 32, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. We are like trees. The Holy Ghost is growing us and shaping us into the image of Christ, so much so that people will come to lodge in our branches and take shelter. This is a stretch, and I understand this. However, the Holy Ghost is not limited to our brain. This is why the diligent study of the Word of Truth is so very important to a believer's life in Christ. This also lets us know why our enemy is hot after changing the Bible to match whatever he wants done. Beware. Mark 4, 30, 31, 32 again. King James Version. And he said, Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, it groweth up, and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Okay, so let's get back to reality on earth or whatever, and see what Jesus is talking about here in our text of Mark 4, 30, 31, and 32. There are several key points that Jesus is teaching on, not just one. Do you see that? So let's talk briefly on some of these points. And as usual, I will break down the, the scripture in Mark 4 in little bite-sized pieces, I guess you'd say, you know, just little sections of the scripture, and then below that, because you can't see what 
if you're not reading this letter, you won't know what I'm talking about. So that's why I'm describing it on this show. So I take a small little section of the Scripture, and then below that I write kind of a synopsis or a theme or a thought relating to that small piece of Scripture. And I'll go through this as I, uh, as I go through this letter. Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Clearly, we can see that Jesus is going to tell us about his kingdom. He is the king of the kingdom of God. That's pretty cool. We are part of the king. Jesus is also teaching that the kingdom of God is simple to understand and not a complex, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic universe type thing that you hear New Age people discuss or describe. I am so convinced that New Age philosophy is not, capital N, capital O, capital T, not the way to go. However, I hear many Christians on street on the street, talk like New Age. Their words are like scrambled and nonsensical. As a street preacher, I think we come up with a lot of goofy words to relate to the passers-by on the street. This could also be why men, many <laughs> don't get the street preaching ministry. Oh, well. Tally-ho. Next part, the verse. Or with what comparison shall we compare it? Comparing the kingdom of God to something on earth is really bringing heaven into focus for us and giving us the opportunity to grasp the enormity of eternity and of heaven. We can look around and see what Jesus is talking about. Therefore, we can understand the kingdom of God by what Jesus taught and what the Holy Ghost has written in the word of truth. The next section. It is like a grain of mustard seed. Now that is simplifying this huge eternal existence down to our little earth. And not just to it, but to the smallest seed on the planet. Now, I'm just uh, using the scripture for discussion here, so I'm not aware of all the possible seeds on earth, okay? The next little section. Which when it is sown in the earth, are you glad that God didn't talk about the seed being sown on the planet Mars or Jupiter or Pluto? <laughs> I know that sounds funny, but God is very specific and not random and haphazard to his kingdom. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Next little section. Is this, no, is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. Is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. This part is the mind-stretching part when we talk about the Holy Ghost in this parable. Think about this for a moment. In Acts chapter 2, we see that the Holy Ghost came to one place. He didn't come to every place on earth all at once. This one place, as described in Acts chapter 1, is a small location and in an upper room not even in the entire home. This is a small place, one place. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. That's Acts 1.13. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Acts 2.1. Can you see 
that the Holy Ghost started in a very tiny location and, of course, is now over the entire globe. That is amazing. And this is why we start with something small and build. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Next little section. But when it is sown, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs, and shooteth out great branches, so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. This is why I love the Holy Ghost so very much. <laughs> you can reference that in 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. Plus, it is also why I have such a vast amount of joy. It's because the Holy Ghost is in my life. That's reference to Acts 13, 52. This is also why we all, every one of us, must build up ourselves on our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And you can reference that in Jude 1.20. All these verses here are in the King James Bible. And you won't find them in the NIV. You won't find them in the New... You won't find them in any... You'll find them in the King James. Amen? So, when we grow with the aid of the Holy Ghost... People will be able to come to us and lodge under the shadow of our life in the Spirit. This is not us being big deals and full of pride and of a haughty spirit. No. This is allowing the Holy Ghost to build our ministries so that people may come and hear the preaching and the ministry and the teaching of the gospel of Christ. We don't grow in the Spirit of truth then our spirit may turn and seek out the God of this world to be edified by. A huge alert here. This is another example of Ezekiel 13 in modern day. Always be alert and aware of false teachers and corrupted seed. That corrupted seed just might be a devil, a wolf in sheep's attire. I don't know. Let's include here one more scripture, Mark 4, 33. And with many such parables spake he the word unto them as they were able to hear it. Do you see the words or do you hear the words as they were able to hear it? This tells us that our Lord and Savior knew their hearts and what they were able to digest at that time. This life with the Holy Ghost is no different. The Spirit of Truth will only reveal what each of us are able to understand at the moment. This could be another reason why Satan teaches those who will listen. Hint, hint, stop listening to him. What the devil teaches is that conforming to this world is a better way to go as a Christian. Because as Satan says, so the world can relate to you. That's not what you who are reading or listening to this show, the Sunday prayer letter, need to do. What does the scripture actually say? Do you know? Do you know where it's at in the Bible? Well, it's Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The seed that God sows in you will grow if you follow this 12 
Romans 12, 2 commandment. And this is why we all need to know all the counsel of God. If we don't know the word of truth, then being led astray becomes easy for the deceiver. Beware. Okay, that's it for this letter. May the grace of Jesus fill your heart and mind. May the grace of God be full in your heart. May the truth of the kingdom of God be overflowing in your life. And it's signed with great respect in Jesus, J.C. The bottom of my letter is three verses. It's John 1, 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. 2 John 1, 3. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. 3 John 1, 3. For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Amen and amen. So this is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, January 16th at 4.31 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado. It's written by none other than me, John Shuck, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I pray. I'm a street preacher, church builder, founding pastor, and missionary. There you go, my friend. I pray that God just continues working in your life today. Hallelujah. God bless you, my friend. Talk to you again later.